0: Forget about the money, forget about all the things, like all that will come if you love what you do every day and you're willing to go and and go through the hard times and pivot and test things out and make mistakes.
1: I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Andrew Dudham, founder of HIMS, Erica Nardini, CEO of Barstool Sports, Daniel Dubois and Whitney Tingle, co-founders of Sakara Life, and much, much more. Plus, we asked the million dollar question, What does it really take to be Unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everybody. It's Kara from Unstoppable, and I'm so excited I'm here with Megan Asha. Yay! So very, very excited. We actually did... Her event a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, we're in the whole midst of this whole COVID-19 stuff. So every all days just blur together. As somebody I wrote read somewhere that people said instead of calling it like Wednesday or Monday, just call it this day. And (laughs) just everything is this day. You know, and it's so true. It's one long day. It's just one, one long day. Long, long day. I know. it Just keeps going. So anyway, <laughs> welcome, 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 and very excited to have you. So for those of you who don't know, Megan, Megan is the founder of Founder Made. So, and Founder Made, for those of you who don't know, is a platform. I like smile because I remember when you started this and how big this has gotten. Like I was one of your first events. It's like amazing. So it's a conference series and Megan is so great. I mean, even though I wouldn't say that you necessarily... Call yourself a mentor in, in that sense. Like, I feel like when people go to this, I mean, so many people that I meet along the way are like, Oh, Megan Asha, like, it's amazing. I got to do her event and it's so cool. And she's introduced me to so many people. So I consider you, and I think so many people consider you, this fabulous mentor who's really helping companies rise up and recognize their potential. And I just think that that's super, super awesome. Before that, you've been an investor. You've been, been in finance. You've done finance
0: business school, used to be in tech, the whole thing.
1: Tons and tons of different stuff, which is so, so cool to have somebody like you that is that is really running this. So anyway, so Welcome. And so tell me a little bit about what started this. I feel like there was like a
0: dinner series initially. Yep. This actually wasn't supposed to be a business. It actually started as a dinner series. I asked myself when you're 90, so I was working in finance after business school and I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what it was. So I was yeah. sitting on the other side of the table At a VC firm and it was really just I sat there and I said, I'm not ready to be on, you know, to be on the judge on Shark Tank. I still have a company to operate. I still wanna be, I still wanna be operating company, but I was really, really frustrated. And so I said, listen, I know like I'm just gonna do a dinner series and I'm gonna call it founder made. And so it was just supposed to be basically founder therapy. I would have, you know, an entrepreneur like, uh, you know, Daniel Lubetzky from Kind Bar come to come and do a dinner and, and speak at a dinner and tell a story. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger, these dinners. And from there, you know, we went from a dinner series to, you know, what you did, which is our, one of our first events, which was Future of Wellness, where we did Shark Tank for, you know, wellness companies with Well and Good. We were expecting 100 people, 400 people showed up. It was a whole, whole new experience of uh, being events. And from that, we went from investor conferences to basically very curated trade shows. So we've been doing these discovery shows where we discover the best consumer brands in food, wellness, and beauty. And then we do everything from retailer one-on-ones, investor one-on-ones, media one-on-ones. And we also have a whole showcase where attendees can touch, taste, see, experience every type of product and also learn from the founders like you, Kara, who have been there, done that and, you know, crushed it. So, you know, my whole goal is to, you know, help these brands that are, you know, starting out or in process of getting bigger, help them and connect them and help them show them the ropes. So I guess it's mentorship, but So, is it
1: typically like pre money, or are these, are most of these companies like
0: where are they in their stage? Great question. So, a founder made company, we have two, it's usually companies that are two million in revenue or above, segment defining. So, think like Hint Water, you know, how it's created a whole different vertical of the water industry or Sir Kensington's ketchup, where you would think, you know, a certain ketchup we thought was just ketchup. And then they created, you know, a certain different segment. And then also mission-driven. We really like to work with highly mission-driven brands that have that, because that's the thing that I think all, especially now, consumers really get behind is you know, a brand and an entrepreneur on a mission to do good in the world. That's awesome. And it's not just food and beverage too. You're also doing no, beauty, and beauty and product companies. And we've had, we've had a bunch of different things, but basically awesome. it's like a, if you're an inventor of a product in these verticals, then, you know, showcase at our shows.
1: So, and you started, well, you started doing it in New York, but then Los Angeles, you've got the beauty conferences have been in LA, right? Yep. We do. We do two big shows a year,
0: one on the East coast and one in Santa Monica.
1: That's awesome. And then your first virtual. So you guys like decided you're yes, going virtual. Go. So,
0: so with all that's happened in in tandem, we also launched a wholesale marketplace where brands and independent retailers basically can transact. So we have a lot of our brands from our shows that are on our marketplace, and you know we get orders from around the country, which is so cool to see. I love it. But then and then with everything that just happened with this you know pandemic we decided to bring the show to our community. So we're doing almost like trade show in a box where you can discover the top you know, 10 to 20 products from our show. And then you see a day's worth of content, workshops, education, showcases from the brands, how-tos. So that's something that we're launching in June.
1: That's awesome. I feel like you guys did not even miss a beat on that. You were like on that so fast. I mean, now I hear more and more, entrepreneurs are sort of surfacing, saying like, gosh, how do I, you know, pivot my event company? How do I do this? And so I think you guys were just ahead of it, but I think it's, it's really aspiring to sort of, you know, just watch what you've done because I mean, it's really speaks to being an entrepreneur, which is exactly what you are. I mean, you're an awesome entrepreneur. You, like I said, you're, you're dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs, but
0: you're really, you know
1: about getting up in the morning and saying, okay, now what, you know, and which I think is awesome.
0: Well, I think also when the world's changed so dramatically and there's so much ambiguity, I think for entrepreneurs, it's already ambiguous (laughs) when you're an entrepreneur to every day create certain structures and goals to get to what you want to create in the world. But with this, where, you know, we were in events business primarily And we don't know when really the next time we're going to be able to do a show is. I mean, it could be six months, it could be 18 months, it could be 24 months. So really in the past month, I've basically said, listen, if the world doesn't change in the next 18 to 24 months, what does the business look like? And let's actually just go to the drawing board and look at what the need is that we're solving, which is distribution brand awareness, you know, getting those consumers to understand and learn about the product, getting in front of media for these brands, and how do we build that to specs so that if we are all still sitting at home, there we still, you know, are doing the same thing and offering, you know, a different mode of, of delivery.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think ultimately, I mean, this world will open up a lot more contacts for you. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that probably there's lots of people that have heard about you, but there's probably a lot of people that haven't heard about you that couldn't even imagine traveling. They're an entrepreneur, but they couldn't travel, you know, to New York for one of your events or Los Angeles or whatever. And maybe they're even sitting in another country, right. Where who knows, right. Whether or not they'll be able to, you know, travel anytime soon. And so I think this is a huge opportunity and one that you just have already jumped on. But I think you're really proving it out too, that I think it's a possibility, which is super, super awesome. What do you hear is kind of the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs? I mean, obviously there's this whole event that we're going through right now. What do you think is like the biggest challenge that entrepreneurs have? Do you feel like like it's consistent across categories or?
0: I think that especially when you're leading a company the feeling of sometimes feeling like you need to know the answers and loneliness or just thinking that you're alone in in building or your your hardships is something that I think is, is something that every single entrepreneur or business leader goes through where you think, you know, you're put in as the CEO position and you're supposed to know all the answers immediately and you're supposed to know especially and you're supposed to build something from dust. And I'm sure, Kara, you can probably attest to this. Like, People all look at you and they're like, wait, no, but you should know this, this, and this. Or if you're launching a new product, it's like, well, wait, you should know how the world's gonna, you know, (laughs) how it's gonna embrace the product that you just, you know, came up with in your brain. So I think that to me is like one of the biggest challenges is, you know, it's lonely trying to, or not lonely, but it's challenging to build a company. And if you don't have the right support system in place, And the right, you know, whether it's fellow entrepreneurs that you can share your own story with or, you know, and this is what I love about, you know, what we're building is having entrepreneurs like like you share your story and actually like actually tell the real truth of how hard it was and, you know, the front learnings that you had to go through and yet still making it, you know, after, you know, 15 years of being in business, I think that is, that's just something that I think across the board, no matter what business you're in, every leader is, is struggling with.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's true. I feel like when I meet people at your event or, you know, just out, I, I think that the majority of them kind of know the answer, right? They like, but they also need confirmation, whether that's like, I feel like, yes, I might, you know, tell them something that they don't know, but so much of the time I feel like it's more like a gut check, like, okay, all right. That wasn't, you know, I can do this or, you know, I don't need to go hire lots of people or, I mean, I, I feel like when I, I talk to so many people too, it's like, you know, they're out raising money and they can't raise money. And, and then, you know, they ask me like, or I'm like, how much do you want to raise? And they tell me, and I'm like, oh, so, I mean, that seems like a lot of money. What are you going to use it for? And they're like, uh, well, 30% of it's for marketing or whatever. I'm like, you guys don't even have a product yet. Like what? I mean, just take it easy. Like, you know, and they're like, that's what I was thinking too. But everybody tells me like, go and do this kind of stuff. So I feel like your shows, your events, virtual or, you know, or not, I feel like are really helping people to sort things out. Does that make sense? Or, you know, I think that's like such a big thing.
0: And everyone's looking for, or at least at a certain point, people are looking for the business whisperer. I used to do that when I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my career. I would go up, I'd go to all these business seminars and I would literally get, sit in the front row and then after I'd accost the guy that was leading the business seminar and I'd be like, well, listen, I'm working on this idea, this idea, this idea, which idea should I do? I was green and I didn't realize that like the actual thing that you're supposed to do in the world will find you. And it may not look at first like what, you won't even know what it is until you actually are doing it. And so, but me continuing to like look for outside approval or look for people to tell me, it's one thing to to listen to people's stories and get advice, but you really do have to come to your own center and your own spirit to get and to be really like you have to love what you do every single day. I mean, it, forget about the money, forget about all the things. Like it, you really do have to come to the table. All that will come if you love what you do every day and you're willing to go and and go through the hard times and pivot and you know, test things out and and make mistakes. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally
1: agree. So, you as a founder, but also dealing with so many you know, entrepreneurs that are out there. Like, what do you think are the key? I mean, how do you manage through this time? Like, what do you think are like the key things to like, you know, believe and like, where do you have to get your head into this zone? I think is what I like to think of it as. I mean, how do you, you know, what do you think are like the key things, especially for somebody who's never been through something like this? In yeah.
0: I think the number one thing is be kind to yourself right now, because we don't know how we're processing all this information. Mm -hmm. This is, we're gonna look back in five years or three years and we're gonna be like, whoa, Everybody had a psychological, like we were all hit psychologically, emotionally, economically with something that we can't even comprehend. So if you're even just you know a human, if you're having emotional reactions or if you're up or down, you're seeing things that are happening or you're reading the news too much or whatever it is that you're going through, just be kind and gentle to yourself because this is unprecedented. This is something that I think The human brain can barely, barely, you know, really comprehend. And and I think that is like the worst thing to do right now as a leader is to beat yourself up while you're also going through an emotional experience, navigating time. Like it's like what you're going to sit and try to push your company, push yourself, and push yourself into things when you know sometimes actually the the clarity comes when you lean back and you. Take a step back and you actually are looking at things in a way where this will pass, but know that the world is probably going to be different, but this, this is going to pass, but you can't just keep pushing. Like I know when I, we came beginning of March, when everything hit, I was like trying to push, I think our whole team was trying to push and trying to push the events and trying to just make things right and make things what it was in February. And it just like, it just didn't stick. And it was really, I think, really challenging for all of us to just try to like fit a square, you know, square peg, you know, in a round hole. So I think number one, be kind to yourself. Number two, take a step back and look at what the world is and what needs you're filling. And then from there, you can start to build again. But I think you can't do anything if you're not good and not solid with yourself first.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's really, really important. I found myself writing a lot more. And so, and just sort of talking about, you know, five minute feelings. I found myself like initially starting to do that and then really lean towards what I've accomplished. Right. And so, and I think that, you know, it'll be an interesting sort of diary in the end when, you know, we're able to like, look back on this time and say like, wow, that was really challenging, but we were able to get a lot done. And, you know, I feel like, you know this is two months of time essentially that i think everyone you know needs to understand that it's not just you going through this it's like lots of other people going through yep. this as well and i think it's such a such an important piece that people are just trying to figure out just so much of this yeah it's it's super super huge and i also feel like you do this as well i mean you surround yourself with people that are you know, not necessarily in your company, but are also like going through it and maybe they're different industries. And, but I think like, that's such a key thing is being able to have like a buddy system and say like, Hey, how are you doing? Is everything okay? And I think that's so,
0: so key. I think the writing is so key. And I love that you're writing about your accomplishments too, through, through this time. I actually was also at one point, I was like, I'm just going to write it almost in future tense. How the business was gonna change after like how I'm basically navigating the business and how I'm gonna lead through this time. Almost almost like you know, you usually people will write like what their future life that they want is. And so yeah. I was basically was like, I'm ready to write myself through this time and how we're gonna pivot the business and how how we're gonna make it through and and kind of write that story so then I can basically have that almost as a you know, vision or internally as I'm, as I'm navigating the next, you know.
1: Yeah. Times. I think it's, you're such a huge runner as well. So uh, like how many marathons have you done
0: now? My God, I, well, my goal was to do a marathon in every continent and I'm missing Africa. And that was, that was what I was going to do in June, Oh but my God, no, no Africa this year apparently. But yeah, I've done, I've done marathons on most of the continents. And do
1: you typically go by yourself?
0: I have done yes, typically I will and I used to do it so type A. I would go I would go for four days and I would literally like get in like I did Mount Fuji and that's in in Japan. I went and I flew in, you know, Thursday, ran it on, you know, Sunday and left on Monday night. You know, it's just like, it's very, it was very type A. Sometimes I think to myself, why so type A? Can't you just, you know. Have you
1: always been a runner or was this? No, I don't
0: like running at all. I love, I love traveling and I love seeing a city. And I think that running, especially if you do like the Paris Marathon, if there's one marathon that you should do before you die, or even just walk it, the Paris Marathon is amazing. And I love, I think you can see a city in like a short amount of time because they always make the routes. That's they just true. Hit yeah. all the, right, the right places, yeah. you, you know, in Paris, you hit, you run down the Champs-Élysées, you do the Louvre. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I would do that one again. So that's,
1: that's awesome. You're still training though, right?
0: The yeah. Space. And I, there's like, I I call it a runcation. So it's like the way of getting away from work, but you know, you start thinking about, you know, all the things you want to build and while you're running and then you're like, wait, I'm running Patagonia and how is my life like this? This is amazing. I'm like in this amazing thing with all these humans and some people are, you know, disabled and it. they're still running. I like, it's just the human spirit. That's really inspiring. I love um, it that is that is so awesome.
1: So I love that you have this passion that is totally outside of work. You know, keep up with that because that is so that's so key. It's like a release and you know, that's that's awesome. That's super super great that you're doing that too. That's very fun. So you got to come out to San Francisco though and do The San Francisco marathon, the next one that comes up, that'd be super awesome. I mean, what's the next couple of weeks for you? Like, are you, do you guys have another event coming up or you're doing them weekly, right?
0: We're doing the weekly virtual. So we're doing power hours every week. Our next one is with the founder of TRX. Then we have the founder of Credo and, you know, a bunch of like other, you know, founder of Hourglass Cosmetics and Milk Cosmetics. So, I mean, really like interesting founder talks. I love it. Uh, And then we're going to be doing our discovery show at home where it's like the future of wellness. And we'll be doing that at the end of June.
1: That's so great. So I always, I ask people two more questions. One is, what is your favorite hint flavor? Because I know, I wish I could offer you one over there. So oh, I uh, have,
0: I have a bunch of hint downstairs. So watermelon is mine. I love that. I it's love the watermelon habit. as well. Yeah, it's super, super yummy. So
1: yeah, I love it. And then what makes you unstoppable?
0: I was voted most spirited in high school. And I think that my spirit towards being excited about what other people do and helping them build is the thing that makes me unstoppable.
1: I love it. I love it. I can't even not imagine you being the most spirited person. (laughs) So you're like, that's awesome. That's so, so great. So, well, listen, thank you so much, Megan. And where can people find you?
0: You can find us at FounderMaid.com and then um, at FounderMaid on Instagram and at Megan Asha.
1: And Megan with an H.
0: M e g h a n a s h n.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Megan. Stay well. Thanks, Kara. See you soon. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. unstoppable. unstoppable.